You are listening to Germantown Community Radio, WRGU 92.9 FM. Welcome to the Jumpstart Philly Real Estate Radio Show, a monthly radio program that spotlights positive real estate development and neighborhood revitalization throughout Philadelphia. I'm your host, Derek Hengemill. Jumpstart Philly is a unique community development program that trains, mentors, networks, and provides funding to aspiring real estate developers in seven different Philadelphia neighborhoods, including Germantown, where the program was founded. Jumpstart believes that you can do well by doing good and focuses on removing neighborhood blight, scattered site rehab, creating a healthy mix of affordable and market rate housing, and avoiding gentrification through slow, steady growth. Interviews are conducted during Jumpstart Germantown's bi-weekly Jumpinar series on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. held via Zoom webinar. For more information about these events, check out the events page at jumpstartgermantown.com. This week, I'm speaking with Jumpstart Germantown graduate and developer Laurielle Robinson about professional cleaning services and her business called Affinity Cleans. We'll be discussing how this service can greatly benefit aspiring developers and their ability to sell and lease a rehab project. I hope you enjoy the conversation and be sure to check out the podcast version of this program at jumpstartgermantown.com slash media. So tonight we're, we're joined by a great local business called Affinity Cleans and it's uh, we have their founder, I guess, uh, top member <laughs> um, and her name is Laurielle. Um, and uh, I'm sure you saw on the flyer that there was also going to be her partner, Lawrence. Um, he can't join us tonight. Um, uh, we're sorry to hear that, but happy Laurielle uh, is here to, to continue the conversation. Um, so I just wanted to give people a reminder that uh, the recordings of all these Jumpinars are available on our website at jumpstartgermantown.com. Uh, just click on the, me- the media tab up top and you can see our full library um, at both the podcast versions and the Zoom recordings um, for, for all the topics we've covered. And uh, also our loan program is open and we're accepting loan applications. So um, if you also go to jumpstartphilly.com and I'm going to ask uh, Jack, Jack, if you could put those in the chat real quick. Um, just j- jumpstartgermantown.com for the training program and jumping ours and jumpstartphilly.com for any information about our loan program. Um, and we'd be happy to review a project that you have, um, you know, presented in front of you. Um, but yeah, I think that's everything to get started. Uh, real quickly, we'll, we will have a Q&A session at the end of tonight. Um, and that will be uh, open for anybody to type in questions into the Q&A tab on the Zoom toolbar there. Um, and I'll ask them to L'Oreal and we'll hopefully generate some discussion on the topic here tonight. Um, so be sure to stick around. We'll probably get to that. I'm guessing around 7:30 or 7:45, um, depending on how long we, we talk here. Um, but that is all I gotta say. So I'm going to introduce our guest here tonight, and her name is Lariel Robinson. And like I said, she is the founder um, and owner of a business, Affinity Cleans, which is a professional cleaning service. Um, and if you're not 100% sure what that means or how that's different from just you know getting a bottle of Windex and, and wiping stuff off around your house, um, we're we're gonna learn tonight. And uh, she sounds like a, a wealth of knowledge and and has some experience similar to you all in the call as jump starters um, as she's gone through the program. And it's it's great to have you here tonight. How's it going, Laurie? Oh, it's wonderful, wonderful. And good evening to everyone. And I'm just excited to be here um, and that you decided to join us today. Awesome. Yeah, we're excited to have you. Um, the first thing I want to know about is you are a jump starter. So why don't you tell us when you went through the program and sort of your background and how you how you got connected with us? So, yes, I am a jump start alum. Um, I went through the program in 2017. And um, after I went through the program, um, I started actually as a developer. I did my first property 
um, went through the loan process. I did get my funding through the Jumpstart loan and it was extremely successful. I was very fortunate. Um, I was able to sell my first house in 2017. It was, uh, we put it on the market and it was, we were under contract before the weekend was out. <laughs> we went on the market on a Wednesday and then it was under contract by, by Saturday. Nice. That's yeah. awesome. So you have some experience in the development world and, you know, completing real estate projects. Um, tell us, tell, like, tell me a little bit about your project history. You know, did you usually do buy and sells or, or buy and uh, hold projects um, or, or something different? I've done both. So um, I, I've done two flips, but then I also did rentals as well. So I do, you know, have a couple of rentals um, uh, as well. So I've been able to do both. And as I said, you, you know, utilize the Jumpstart funding, which has been tremendous. Great. And um, once COVID hit, um, it's when I kind of pivoted and cooled off with the real estate and started um, the cleaning company. Nice. And I'm sure you weren't alone with that. I'm sure a lot of people had to pivot and, you know, find different ways to make money, you know, when, when things like construction shut down in Philadelphia, right? Um, so um, let me just then ask, like, how did you go from becoming, a, being a real estate developer, the pandemic hit, you know, things had changed a little bit in your perspective and your goals and everything. What, what made you make that move to Affinity Cleans and starting a, a cleaning business? So where that came about, I was at the end of a project and the guy who I had used to clean the last house, I couldn't find him. Mm-hmm. He was gone. And so I'm at the end of the project. We're trying to get stagers in to stage the home. Um, my realtor wants to come in and get the professional photographs and videos taken. And I couldn't find a cleaner. Mm-hmm. So I'm reaching out to people and they're giving me referrals and names. And, you know, people aren't in business or they're unavailable. And I said, this is this is not good. And, and from that, I thought, you know what? I, I need to start a cleaning service, right? Yeah. And, you know, with the intention of supporting, you know, other investors, landlords, and property managers who need cleaning services and from someone that's reliable, that's, you know, local and in the area, that's not going to disappear overnight, you know, when you need them. Yeah. That's how Affinity Cleans came to be. Awesome. And that's different than, you know, someone who uh, is maybe really good or has a passion for cleaning who's like, oh, I need, I'm going to fill this service for developers. No, you were a developer, right? You were doing you were doing the work that you wanted to help out with. Um, so I'm sure that made it a bit easier and, and you know, helps you get a competitive edge over people, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Because, you know, I understand what an investor needs, you know, still being a landlord and sometimes self-manage my own property. Um, I do use a property manager. I've, I have seen all sides of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, time is of the essence when you're an, an, an investor, even mm-hmm. as a landlord, and you're trying to get a tenant in there right away, you need the property clean and ready mm-hmm. so that you can turn over the property for your tenant or for your buyer. And so, um, that was something that I said that our company, you know, would stand out for us is because we're here and we're available and we're able, we're flexible enough to meet tight deadlines for yeah. our clients. Right. And then, so that was in 2017 or you completed the training program in 2017 and then when did you, or I guess the pandemic was 2020. So you've yeah. been working for about two years now. Is that right? About, um, so we incorporated, you know, incorporated and then we probably, 
you know, we got our office, so we do have a physical presence. Our office, we're located in Glenside um, in Montgomery County, so we have a physical building. So we probably, uh, we only started taking clients for about a year. We're coming up on about a year anniversary. Awesome. Prior to that, you know, we were, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, prior to that, it was infrastructure, getting a building, getting equipment, getting staff, getting people trained. And so, you know, it was a couple of months before we actually took our first client. But, yeah, we're coming up on a year anniversary of actually servicing clients. That's awesome. And then so did you start doing work in Philly and expand from there or did you start in Glenside and then, you know, taking on projects in in Philadelphia? So um, it it all all at once, um, because once, you know, the physical office is located in Glenside, but because we're so close to the Philadelphia border, Mm -hmm. I mean, we get clients on both, both, both. Not like you're not like you're restricted to just a small area around the store or anything. You're you're ready to take projects anywhere. Cool. Absolutely. Cool. Um. All right. Well, that's a great background in your business, and um, um, hopefully that frames the rest of the conversation, right? About um, you know, why your cleaning service and and just professional cleaning services in general are so beneficial for developers as opposed to you know. Um, you, letting units get dirty or, or, or you know not doing the proper clean out before a demo or, or rehab or something. Um, so so let's talk about like like the exact topic tonight, which is professional cleaning services. And why don't you define for us what what that means um, for for somebody to hire a professional cleaning service as opposed to you know a contractor who did a clean up at the end of the the job or themselves. Well, there are a couple of differences. And the first one would be, as I mentioned earlier, which is someone that is intentioned to be around, right? So you have independent cleaners. These are people who do it. Maybe it's a hobby. Maybe they work for someone else and they're doing cleanings now on their own independently. But there's not necessarily the stability there. And so, you know, one of the things that we wanted to do, it's not a hobby. We have a physical location, you know, we're invested in the community. We have equipment um, and that, so that for our clients, we're not going to disappear. You call the cell phone number, you call the office and it's like, ding, ding, ding. This number's not, you know. So that's the difference between using kind of an independent operator in an actual established business. Yeah. Also licensed bonding and insurance. You know, um, we have a choice. You know, you can hire someone to come into your home. But if something happens, if they break something to damage something, you really have no recourse. Mm -hmm. So those are the things that as a, a business professional that you have to think about. You know, if there are damages in your home or someone comes in and steals something, et cetera, you can't find a person. Right. And so um, you may pay a little bit more for professional you know, cleaning service, but you're paying for uh, a little bit more assurance. Yeah. Totally. And I'm sure that that concept is applicable to a lot of aspects of, of real estate development. Right. Like not just a cleaning service, but contractors and, and um, you know, pe- anybody who's helping with your project, you want to make sure that they're not going to disappear and, and leave you with a, a fat billet. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And I would just I would also add to that as well. Um, the third aspect would be training. Right. You know, some people think that cleaning is just going in with you know a box a, a bottle of Clorox and some um, uh, towels and, and wiping things down, but a professional cleaning service there is training, mm-hmm. um, and so we invest in training so that our client so that our cleaners understand chemicals, 
which surface those chemicals can be used on, uh, what chemicals are appropriate for various surfaces to remove various stains, whether it's paint, is it glue, is it you know bodily fluids um, that have to be removed and just, you know, some person cleaning wouldn't necessarily know that, you know, you don't go in bleaching everything, you know, there's certain uh, chemicals that are designed. Um, learning about those chemicals, chemicals that are eco-friendly, you know, chemicals um, don't always get the same result, right? Um, you know, some eco-chemicals aren't as effective on certain surfaces as others. So what you're paying for is that knowledge, okay? Um, there's also a system to it. You know, when you go into a house, there's a strategy, there's a system, high and low, making sure you get in the corners, the baseboards, um, all surfaces, mopping, uh, making sure that the floors leave a shine, the sink leaves a shine, you know, that the toilets are sanitized, the bathroom, the kitchen, um, appliances, things are sanitized. And um, so that's what you're paying a little bit more for is that training and the expertise that they have to get a professional result because there is a difference. Right. And then I want to highlight something you said, which was like damaging or, or the, the potential damage that a cleaning service could could cause. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm sure that it happens where they knock face over, right, or, or something, a scratch on the wall. But it sounds like there's like chemicals could cause the most damage, right? And so oh, absolutely, absolutely. Seem, and mixing like chemicals, right? If you mix, you know, bleach and ammonia, you know, that's toxic. You know, you create toxic fumes. So, you know, um, again, a lot of people don't necessarily appreciate the training that goes into it and the knowledge that goes into it, which is why this forum is great to educate people. Yeah. You know, there are some people that are just great cleaners, right? And, and they're not professionals, they're just great cleaners. And, they, and it comes naturally, but a professional cleaning service, it is your business to know. Mm-hmm. It is your business to know and yeah. to train your employees and to make sure that you're using chemicals. Um, you know, there's a huge movement right now about eco-friendly. People don't want the um, uh, strain on the environment from a lot of the chemicals. They have allergies. They're very sensitive to scents and smells. Mm-hmm. And so having the right products that are still going to get your professional result that are environmentally friendly, pet safe, as well as child safe. Yeah. And so a professional cleaning company, those chemicals cost more. And um, as a professional business, you're able to go to the supply stores and get that because you're licensed. Right. And not just using chemicals over the counter in the drug stores, et cetera. Uh, you know, we, we use, you know, professional um cleaning agents and detergents that are only available to professionals, which get a different result. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, and so I want to ask about sort of the different scenarios where you might be using a cleaning service. Um, as you know, the model is kind of focuses on two types of investment properties. There's a buy and sell project or a rental property, um, you know, where you're buying and holding it and refinancing with a tenant. Um, so I, there, there's a, a general notion, um, at least what I, in my experience, that a rental property doesn't need to be as, uh, I guess it depends on your, your um, strategy, but it doesn't need to be as high quality as a sale because, um, you know, you, you, your tenants aren't necessarily living there because they love the home, right? They're living there because it's a place to live. Um, you know, I know that's a, a huge generalization. Would you, like, what are the differences in standards for cleaning in a home that you've just rehabbed that you want to sell for $200,000 versus a rental unit that you're, you know, getting $1,400 a month for? 
Well, I would say if you bring in a professional cleaning company, whether it's a rental property or you're getting a home ready for sale to a buyer, um, it's it needs to be sanitary. And particularly, we're still in the middle of a pandemic, right? And so you really want to make sure that your high touch surfaces Mm-hmm. are sanitary when you have people coming in and out of the home, whether it's a tenant or a buyer, okay? And so, as I mentioned before about the uh, the various cleaning chemicals, we use cleaning agents that not only, that are basically hospital grade, okay? So it not only uh, kills COVID, but other things like MRSA, bacteria, certain viruses mm-hmm. that linger mm-hmm. on the surface. So when you bring in a commercial, uh, I'm sorry, a professional cleaning service, you're getting that. Those aren't things necessarily that we talk about, but those cleaning products are able to clean, I mean, even herpes off a surface because they're hospital grade um, uh, cleaners. And so you know that you're turning over property that has been sanitized for the next person. And I think that... um, you know, there's a difference between being an amateur, you know, at this or or um, someone that is a professional where you're very conscientious about those things. And that's the selling feature for you as an investor. You right. know, you know, the, the property is, is when you say moving ready, you really mean moving ready. Yeah, totally. So like cleaning a rental property. I mean, one difference that comes to my mind is that cleaning a rental property, you're cleaning up after other people. You're cleaning up after your tenants or... Um, you know, whoever lived in the place before you, you started renting it. But for a buy and sell project, you're cleaning up after your contractors, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, you know, and, and those are uh, two separate type of cleaning. So they actually have a name, right? Um, it's called move in, move out. And so um, an investor will call us up and say, listen, I got a tenant that just moved out. I'm getting ready for a new tenant. That's a move in, move out cleaning. And so it, in that regard, we come in. And we clean the inside of the cabinets, sanitize the toilet, the mm-hmm. kitchen, you know, the bathroom, um, mop the floors, the carpets, etc. Mm-hmm. So that when that tenant comes in, it's sanitary and ready for them to move in. Okay, mm-hmm. really don't, you know, some people say, well, I'm going to clean again anyway, which is fine. But if you choose not to, it is completely sanitary for you to move, move in with your belongings mm-hmm. because it's been professionally cleaned. Mm-hmm. Post-construction cleaning takes longer than a move-in, move-out cleaning because of the construction dust, sawdust, and debris that's left behind anytime you do a renovation. Mm-hmm. Drywall dust gets everywhere, you know, and it, it tends to kind of blow into other rooms, maybe rooms that haven't been touched. So the cleaner has to spend more time getting that drywall dust off the baseboard, off the walls, out of the carpet. And so those are a little more expensive, but they're also a lot more time consuming for their reason. Sawdust, that stuff has to be swept. It has to be mopped. Um, and uh, order to get the house sanitary and clean um, for your, your buyer or your tenant that's moving in. Yeah. And I like what you said about this, it being a selling um, in terms of a rental, right? If you're doing just the, the, the turnover, you know, you can kind of assure your tenant or whoever is potentially looking to rent your unit. You're like, when you move in, this standardized service is already going to be taken care of. It's not like, you know, it, it'll be still messy or questions about it. It's like, it's like, just like staging your property, right? It's uh-huh. like, you, you want to show them what the, what your standards are as the landlord, I guess, right? 
And I would add, Derek, that you lift an excellent point. And I would add to that um, some landlords, because I know I have it in my um, rental agreement, some landlords require that you return the property uh, cleaned. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so landlords can remind their tenants when they're moving out to either clean it or get a professional cleaning company to come in so that they don't lose that security deposit. Okay. Right. So um, I would encourage landlords to put a provision in there that the tenant return it clean if mm-hmm. it's not already in the lease agreement. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they can refer their tenant to call a company like ours so that it's less for the landlord to have to do as well if the tenant takes responsibility of it. Right. They can engage our services directly. Mm-hmm. So, um, so right. that- and I like, I like your idea of almost like encouraging, if you don't want to, if you as the developer, you know, don't, for some reason, don't want to put on that burden of, of paying for the service. It's almost like rather than hoping that your tenants are doing good enough job cleaning, right? You can say, hey, here's this thing that makes it super easy and we'll speed this whole process along for you. And that way it kind of makes them feel like you're helping them a bit, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, as the landlord is showing the property to other potential um, renters, it's it's clean to a level where they say, oh, you know, this uh, this is a really nice place. It's clean. I can really move in and not have to worry about doing anything else. And that is a selling feature um, because, you know, when people move in, you know, they want to start getting settled and putting their things away and having it clean is really uh, sets a good tone for that landlord uh, tenant relationship. If you're just tuning in, I'm speaking with Jumpstart Germantown graduate and borrower Lariel Robinson about professional cleaning services and her business called Affinity Cleans. Thank you for listening to the Jumpstart Philly Real Estate Radio Show on Germantown Community Radio, WRGU 92.9 FM. I hope you're enjoying the discussion. And I know, I, I think we're going to talk about this a little bit in our notes, but I wanted to, to bring it up now in, in that clean or, or sorry, you called it the post-construction cleaning. Um, like, like, tell me about where that step comes in the process. Um, is it like as soon as you finish construction, you get that cleaning services in as, pos- as soon as possible? Or do you want to wait closer to like when you're going to actually be showing and renting the or, or selling the unit? You know what I mean? Like. It could slightly depend, right? So um, the main thing for developers, once you complete the renovation, you want to make sure that the contractor is completely out, okay? You want to make sure that um, work work is fully completed. You've done your inspection. um, You've had your inspector come in. There's not anything that they need to come back in and do. You've done your inspection. You've had your uh, home inspector come in and the contractor is fully out of the property. And this is before you stage, you would want to get the property clean before your realtor comes in to take the professional photos, you want the property clean. So that's where the post-construction will come in. And um, such that after the cleaning, now you're ready to do your listing photos and or your staging. And after that, your open houses for your potential buyers. And how about the the move in move out? If you as the developer are you know planning to do that between each tenant, um, do you want to do that like the day before the new tenant comes in or the day after the last tenant moved out? 
Well, that's such a, a great point that you bring up because sometimes landlords call us too soon. You want to make sure that your tenant is completely out and they didn't leave furniture or trash and all of those things behind, okay? Um, and then once you know they're fully out, because sometimes landlords, they have to come in and do a clean out because they've left so many things behind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then you also don't want to do it on the same day that the other person is supposed to move in. You know, you want to time it so that there is at least a, a day between when your tenant has moved out and you have gone through or had your agent go through to make sure that all of their personal effects and personal belongings are gone before you bring in your cleaning service. Because That's sometimes, right. you know, we've had situations we showed up and we're like, listen, they've left a whole living room in here. Right. So it's kind of like the, the like when you get the cleaning final seal of approval like like you're like construction's done this is the finish i really hear your point about you can really redo undo a lot of work and and burn a lot of money if you you know have a plumber come in to fix a broken sink like after you've done the cleaning service and like oh now this is this beautiful yeah right Right. or you haven't made sure that your tenant is all the way out right and they and and so now you have to call for a clean out and again like you said we've you know this cleaning service is clean and now they're coming in to do a clean out with dirty boots and they're dragging a couch across the floor and, you know, all of this stuff. So you, you definitely, you know, want to make sure that everybody's out such that you can get the full benefit of the cleaning that you paid for. Great. Um, and I, I wanted to ask about this because I know this is um, your flyer that you sent out, air quality. Um, can you talk to me about how, like, like cleaning a house in general can can really increase, like, like how does air quality, I guess, affect a tenant or a, a person who's buying the home? Like, why should they care about that? Like, I feel like most people just assume living in a house, the air quality must be good, right? <laughs> well, I would say, I would say this to any and everybody um, uh, that we overlook how much dust is in the air, and particularly if you have a a forced HVAC system, which most developers are putting into their properties now. And if those air filters aren't changed regularly, you are blowing around uh, pet dander, you have pets, uh, cat hair, you know, um, regular hair, you know, dead skin scales and so forth. So a lot of people that suffer from allergies, they don't realize that the reason why it's exacerbated is because of the poor air quality in the home. So when you have a professional cleaning, one of the major tasks of your cleaner is to remove all of the dust in the home. So on your lampshades, your furniture, your high touch surfaces, your curtains, your mini blinds, so that you're getting that stuff out so that it's not circulating, continue to circulate through your system. And then we always encourage, um, encourage our clients to change their air filter regularly. Um, there are air filters that are higher rated that do a little bit better job of pulling a lot of that stuff out of the air. But if you don't clean it regularly, you're you know, not taking advantage of the effect of it because you're still blowing around that stuff. Yeah. So we do encourage people to get regular cleanings just outside of the move in, move out and the post-construction for that reason, particularly if you're very highly sensitive to allergies and when seasons change, you're dragging in pollen, it's coming in and all of that stuff is getting circulated. 
And so you really need to, um, you know, if you can afford it in your budget to have someone come in and do a deep cleaning and get all of that dust and those contaminants out of your home. And you will you will smell the difference. I'm highly sensitive. I have allergies. I can tell the difference. So people who suffer from allergies, they're highly sensitive to it. You're giving me some ideas. I'm going to go check my filter after this. <laughs> yes, go check your filter. Check your filter. Um, and then what I wanted to ask, because it's one thing I see a lot, especially in our Facebook group for some reason, is a lot of ads for duct cleaning services. Um, and, and, you know, it, like people who will come oh. in, there's always those pictures of a, a duct they're holding and there's clouds coming out of it. Is that something you like? Do you guys actually clean the ducts? We don't do air duct cleaning, but I do encourage people to do it, you know, um, and again, particularly if you're highly sensitive, you will be surprised what they pull out yeah. of, of the ducts. You'd be surprised and out of your um, dryer vents. Cool. All right. And uh, I see so we've had some questions submitted already. And I just want to remind everybody after my next uh, couple points here, we'll, we'll answer all those and then wrap it up for tonight. Um, this has been great. Thank you. Um, and I also want to share, or maybe it's the halfway point. Do you want to um, share that you're going to be offering a little special treat for, for Drumstar? Yes, I do. So it's a almost secret. <laughs> um, we are offering a 15% discount to Jumpstarters. We have a special code for you guys. And so um, Derek has an infographic. He's going to post the information. And so feel free to share it to everyone that's in the network. Um, it's exclusive to Jumpstart. I'm an alum of Jumpstart, and we will be happy you know, to assist you guys by giving you a, a discount um, to just help you, you know, have that nice final finishing touch to your projects. We'll be happy to help with that. Awesome. Thanks so much, Laurel. I'm sure everybody will really appreciate that. Um, I'm just trying to find that. Do you know what the, the code is? Or, or it the is Jumpstart. There you go. <laughs> All right. And I'll write that. Use code jumpstart. All right. Um, so, and again, like L'Oreal mentioned, she has a flyer to everybody. Oh, what do you know? L'Oreal just opened up our Facebook group to find that flyer, and there's a huge duct cleaning ad right in front of me. Yep. Um, but anyway, so I, I will send out that flyer to everybody, which includes the code and also a really great like recap of all the points that L'Oreal is covering right now. Um, but yeah, my last thing, um, obviously, is super relevant. I want to talk about is the cost of a cleaning service overall. Um, what, what should people anticipate? You know, for their budgets, do they want to include this as like a, an operating expense in their rental? You know, um, budgets, or would it be a part of the construction budget as a as a for, for a rehab project, tell us a little bit about how that works. Great, great, great question. So um, as it relates to the, the rental side, a move-in, move-out cleaning is going to be based on the number of bedrooms, bathrooms, and square footage. That's how we price. So the smaller the uh, the property, the the more, you know, out, the cheaper that it'll be, quite frankly. So, you know, one bedroom, one bathroom will probably start about 170 175-ish. And then for, um, as you go up, you know, most places, properties like three bedroom, one bath or three bedroom, two bath, um, then you start to get into the low twos. If it's an extremely large home, you may be in threes, but I was comfortably say between $175 to about 350 for a larger home is where you'll be for move in, move out cleaning. Um, your post-construction cleanings are going to be more because, as I mentioned, it uh, takes a lot longer 
um, you know, probably close to double the amount of time to do a post-construction than, um, than a, just a uh, move in, move out. And so I would add about 50 to $75 um, on top of what I referenced for the move in, move out. Okay, great. Post-construction. Great. Um, and while we, while we were on the topic of duct cleaners, I want to bring something up. Um, somebody in the community mentioned that some posts like that on the Facebook or, or advertisements for duct cleaning could be scams. Um, I know that I've seen a lot of them and, and like, I'm sure duct cleaning is something that's very, um, attractive and, and like people are like, Oh, I want that. And then, you know, that's how they get your information or, or get you to, to use their scam service. So L'Oreal, do you have any tips for us on how to like verify, you know, that, that the person you're getting a service from is legit? I mean, obviously they know what affinity cleans here, here you are. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I, the, you know, this is something that I learned from Ken way back in 2017 is just referrals. You know, sometimes the best, uh, way to get engaged with professionals is through word of mouth and asking people. So one of the great things about being a part of the Jumpstart community is reaching out to other Jumpstarters and saying, listen, can you refer a good cleaning company or an electrician or air duct person that they have used before? Now, is it a, you know, is it foolproof? Not always, but it's definitely better than just sometimes just taking a chance and um, calling, you know, maybe the yellow pages or whatever, right? So I would always tell people to first start with a, a referral um, if you can get one. Otherwise, you know, I would just do extensive research on the web. You know, um, do they have a, a Google business profile? Are they on Yelp? Look at the reviews. Are they on Facebook and Instagram? And I would just check them out, you know, um, and call, ask a lot of questions, and then you'll get a sense from, you know, the phone call, whether or not you have confidence and want to give them a try. And then at that point, you know, it's a good experience. Now you have someone that you can refer to others. Great. Awesome. That's a great answer. Um, so I think this is a good point. I got through all my notes. We can move into the Q&A unless there's any like closing points you have or are we good? No, we're good. All right. Um, our first question here comes from Keith and he's asking inspiration for lead safe testing. Do you clean properties differently? So um, I know lead is a really hot topic issue, you know, especially cities, new requirements for lead testing. Um, do you encounter that and, and what, what um, you know, how, how much, if so? So the cleaning process for us wouldn't be any different um, for the for the lead safe, because when the person who's doing the lead testing come in, they're going to take um, chips uh, from the paint in different areas in the home and mm -hmm. it wouldn't impede. Um, our cleaning or skew the results that they're going to get. Um, like a separate separate issue, sort of. Um, yes. A, I would I would imagine it's more of a construction issue than a um, than a. Mm -hmm. than a yeah, it would it, it it won't skew the result. It won't cause us to need to do anything differently because they're going to just take chips, you know, of paint from various rooms in the home, and so we would still clean the same way we would before or after. Good question, though. Okay. And the next question comes from Brenda, and she said, would the landlord or professional stager be responsible for cleaning after the staging of the house is finished and a tenant is secured? Um, so, yeah, that's a great question. No. So the cleaning, you know, really falls on the owner of the property unless you specify in your lease that they are to return 
the property clean um, at the end of the tenancy. So I do have that clause in my landlord contract. Otherwise, the cleaning is the responsibility of the own, the homeowner. Mm -hmm. So um, you would have the home and there are some stagers, they will not bring their furniture in your property if the house isn't clean because they don't want their furniture getting dirty, right? Mm -hmm. They're responsible for bringing in clean furniture. So they're supposed to sanitize their furniture before they bring it into your home. So there are some stagers, if they come and the place isn't clean, they won't leave their furniture. That falls on the uh the homeowner to make sure that it's clean for the stager to come. And then after the stager leaves, if you need to have the cleaning company come back in, maybe the broom sweep, it's a, it's not a full move in, move out clean. That could just be a standard clean where they come in and they mop, they sweep, um, you know, maybe remove any trash or plastic that may have, you know, got left in the home from the furniture wrap. And uh, but it's it, um, for it's, it's the responsibility of the homeowner. I hope that answers your question. But that's a great question. Next one comes from Marquita, and she said, "How did you or how did your uh, cleaners access training regarding chemicals? Uh, uh, yeah, regarding cleaning cleaning chemicals and other um, you know aspects of the training." Yeah. So there are uh, we're a member of the International Association, um, the IACCT. So there's several. Um, uh, cleaning associations and, and national associations that you become members of, and they offer all kinds of cleaning training. I mean, during COVID, I mean, there was a major push to get cleaners trained on how to clean in COVID. Um, there's specialty cleaning for eco cleaning. There's special cleaning training that you have to go through when you're dealing with blood, blood and other bodily fluids and you know that's called biohazard cleaning mm -hmm. so um there is a plethora of cleaning trainings that are available typically you access those through the national associations and they fall under like residential cleaning associations as well as janitorial sometimes if you google it you know to say jan janitorial trainings for cleaners and those trainings um teach you how to use the equipment and how to use it a prop properly, how to use it to achieve a desired effect. In addition to, you know, um, what's the, you know, alkaline-based cleaners, cleaners that solvents that dissolve grease versus things that are more of a, for sanitizing. And so you can access all of those things, um, typically through a national association if you're a member. And, and there are all kinds of content which is why, you know, I really want to strongly tell people that a professional cleaning service, it, it is, there's training for that, you know, and also certifications for it. Gotcha. Yeah. And Anne's next question is, do you provide training to new small cleaning business owners? Um, I don't know if she means administrative side, you know, how, how you manage your cleaning business or, or the actual cleaning training, but um, I'm sure Anne could reach out if she wants any help. Yeah, feel, yeah, feel free to reach out to me because um, we have partnered with smaller cleaning services. Um, and when we do that, we do provide training in our model to those individuals. So we haven't done it in terms of like, you know, you can come to us and we'll, you know, train cleaners. We've done it when we kind of, I guess, take on a colony or whatever of another company and we bring them on to work with us 
so that we know that when they go out to clean, it's under our brand and, and how we want that to look. So please, um, Derek, will make sure you get my contact information and, you know, I'd be happy to have a conversation with you. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, Laura. Next question is from Carla, and she said, post-construction cleaning, does that include air scrubbing? I'm not familiar with that term. So um, there are, I guess it would depend on what's going on in the home, because there are, um, there are pieces of equipment mm -hmm. that cleaners can bring in to remove odors, um, and to pull air pollutants out, blowers. Okay, so it would it would it would just be a conversation to find out what's going on and what's needed. Mm -hmm. If the cleaning company has that equipment, because some of those pieces of equipment are very expensive. Gotcha. And um, you know, it would just be a conversation around whether it's needed and if it's worth the cost to do it. If we can achieve a certain effect without the cost added cost of bringing in those pieces of equipment. Cool. Yeah, that makes sense. And our last question here is from Charlene, and she said, do you clean for short-term rental turnovers? Uh, do you clean apartments? So, um, uh, I, yes. Based mm -hmm. on so yes. I think the answer is yes, right? <laughs> yes, so that's a great question. We do Airbnb cleanings as well. And for, for those of you who are getting into Verbo and Airbnb, that, that is a niche, um, and that's a subscription service. And um, yes, so we do Airbnb cleanings as well. All right, great. Well, I think that's all the questions there, and I'll keep an eye on the, the tab and see if any more comments up here. Um, but thank you so, so much, Lariel. That was really, really awesome. And I think I'm even going to, so in our training program, we're coming up on um, the, the session where we'll talk about like renting and how to turn over properties. Um, and I think I'm going to suggest that everybody from the training program come listen to this and, and, and like really learn about this process. Cause I think this is applicable to a lot more than just cleaning services. It's, it's like, this is a great way to look at all aspects of the process. Um, and, and, you know, we, I'm really glad we got to go this deep into it. So, so thank you so much, Lariel. And Derek, if I can, as we close out, I wrote down a couple of things that, you know, I would share to, you know, all of my, uh, Jumpstart alumni is, uh, I would encourage you to think comprehensively about building your team. And mm -hmm. sometimes the cleaning, as a, a cleaning professional, we're kind of overlooked. Yeah. And so you, you think about your attorney, your, your accountant, and all of your uh, professionals that support the process. But when you're thinking about your skilled trades, do not forget to leave out your cleaning service in your stager um, because there are certain things, the details separate an amateur from the professionals. And one of my notes here is that as you grow in your business, the devil is in the details, okay? Making sure that your property is clean, making sure that your property is staged. Those are things that are going to translate to your client as this person is a professional, and they thought about all of the details and it just sets the tone for uh, a more profitable, profitable transaction for you, but then also a smoother transaction because they said, this is somebody that knows what they're doing. Um, you know, I would just also encourage you guys to think about your project from the perspective of your client or your buyer. So, you know, if you're that homeowner and you have cobbled together all the money that you have to purchase a house, or all the money that you have to afford that rental property, um, 
does it endear you to your potential landlord or your um, potential um, seller that they have thought to have the place clean nicely for you and smelling fresh and, you know, it's nicely staged. And so, again, those are some of the, the small details that separate the professionals from the amateur that you have when you made your budget, make sure that you budgeted an additional, you know, $300 to make sure that it's clean. And so, um, and I, I guess as I close, I would just say to you, never underestimate your competition. When you're in real estate, it is a very competitive market. And depending on the neighborhood that you're in, uh, it can come down to a detail such as that as to why your property uh, is the property that gets sold or yours the property that does not get sold when you're in certain markets. But whether you're in a hot market or maybe you're you know, in a not so hot market, a C or a D market is always representative of your brand, um, how you present your properties. So always think about that, whether you're servicing Section 8 or maybe you're doing, um, you know, um, halfway housing, whatever your niche is in this market, is a, it's representative of your brand. So make sure that everything that you do, you do it in the spirit of excellence. And uh, when you do things with a spirit of excellence, you'll be successful. And that concludes my discussion with Laurie Robinson, Jumpstart Germantown graduate and borrower about her business Affinity Cleans and the importance of professional cleaning services for rehab projects. The interviews on this program are recorded during Jumpstart Germantown's bi-weekly Jump in Our series, which takes place via Zoom webinar on Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. If you'd like to participate in the live Q&A with our guests, be sure to head to jumpstartgermantown.com events and register for next week's Jump in Our. And if you're interested in starting a Jumpstart program in your own community, visit gojumpstart.org and see our how-to guide and open source training workbook. Thanks so much for listening to the Jumpstart Philly Real Estate Radio Show on Germantown Community Radio, WRGU 92.9 FM. Be sure to tune in in two weeks.